The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce the news to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had happened. The chief priests assembled with the elders and took counsel. Then they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him while we were asleep. And if, and if this gets to the ears of the governor, we will, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has circulated among the Jews to the present day. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a couple of big things that really stand out, you know, in this gospel of the resurrection. You know, one of them is the, is that feeling of seeing the Lord and being fearful yet overjoyed. Um, I think one of the things that I had noticed, and of course I don't have this experience as much as many of you have it, though, is but when your when your children were born, you know, there's that same kind of feeling. I was like, when are feelings that we have when we're feel fearful yet overjoyed? You have this tiny little new life in the world. And you're like, I am overjoyed and I am scared to death all at the same time. It's an amazing reality. And so in many ways, that's kind of the same way. Jesus comes out of the tomb and his resurrection in many ways is like a new birth. And upon seeing him, that, that same fear grips them, but just they're so happy to see him. It's an amazingly complex feeling of emotions in that moment. But you can also see the complexity of, from the very beginning, from the day of the resurrection, that people are already trying to, you know, pretend it didn't happen and basically doing underhanded things to hide it and to cover it up. Same thing, of course, still happens today. A lot of people are still trying to hide and cover up truth, the reality of the truth. And that's exactly what it's a large sum of money is given to these soldiers. So a huge bribe is given to them just so that, you know, Jesus's message, his resurrection is not going to be present to the world. And so we still run into the same things today, all kinds of detractors and people who try to hide our faith in some way, shape, or form. But we're here because just like the witnesses to the truth, those people have passed it on to us. And so we continue to witness to his truth in our, our own lives, in our own experiences of who Jesus has been in our life. Um, one thing I'm sure many of you have heard of before is uh, Mahatma Gandhi was famous for this, this saying, this phrase. He said, um, it's not your Christ that I have a problem with. It's, it's your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And so he read the message of Christ, read the Gospels, and was like, Wow. This Jesus Christ is really something special and unbelievable. But the scandal often comes from, from us, you know, from those who claim to be believers in Christ, but yet are living a life that's contrary to it. 
And so that's really our, our resurrection call, is that when we're out into the world, that we don't scandalize the message of Christ by, by being Christians, by wearing a crucifix, by saying that we're Catholic. Because if we see, if people see behavior that's contrary to the gospel, then it's that same reaction that, that Gandhi had. He's just like, well, it's, it's these Christians that seem to be the problem, not Jesus, <laughs> you know? And so, and it's an astute observation. I remember my, my dad told me when I was very young, the first time I'd ever heard about this was that there was a neighbor of ours somewhere in the neighborhood in Brooklyn who went to daily mass. And now it was sort of evident from that person's virtuous way of living that they were Catholic. And then you find out that they're going to daily mass and you're like, oh, now that's like an evangelization moment. You saw the virtuous actions of the individual and then you find out that they go to daily mass or they're always walking around with a rosary in their hand praying that rosary. And, and so if those two things are in harmony with one another, then that's how we really get believers. And often those things are not the active preaching of evangelization, but the, the evangelization by our action, by living a virtuous life and people actually seeing that. And like, oh, that's, that's a Christian. That, that's a Catholic right there. And so that's our call, is to be Catholics out into the world that would make other people think, maybe I should be Catholic. God bless you all.